theyeshiva.net. Okay, page 198, Ois Gimel. You see Seif Gimel, we're holding chapter 3 of the Maimer, the last Ois. And the, the, the structure, Ois Aleph discussed Mazen. He said that you have the three Inyanim of Mazen, Bayis Lavush, and Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh, if you remember. Which means in the world, in time, in a person, in Torah, in mitzvahs. So he started off naturally with the source. Well, he started off with the physical, the Mazen Levush Bayas. He went to the source of Mamale, Soiviv, and Atik. In Siv Beis, the parallel in Torah, mitzvahs, and in mitzvahs themselves, the two categories of mitzvahs. And from there, there was the whole brackets about how it's reflected in a person's avoid in terms of Nasev and Nishma, and in terms of the brachas of, uh, of Yitzchak to Yaakov. From there, he described how it was by David HaMelech, Malchus, leadership, what leadership is, and thus concluded why the Chanukahs Beis HaMikdash needed the Simcha, Mizmer Shir Chanukahs Abayis David, and yet even a, even a greater Simcha. And... Uh, Finally, concluding the way it's expressed in a home, not just in terms of a physical home, but a home as a metaphor for a family, for children, which of course come through a marriage, which is also called a home. So from here, from everything we learned, we have a whole new hergish, a whole new appreciation for what the Gemara says in Shabbos. I mentioned that Rabbi Yossi said, I never called my wife my wife. I called my wife my home. At first glance, it's like, okay. But it's really an amazing thing. My wife represents Mazain, represents Lavush, Pnimi, Makif, Hakarav. Basi represents a relationship that is L'chaira, Makif, Harachik. It's remote. But the reason it's remote is not because it's really remote. It's because it's in a much, it's in a much deeper deeper place, the connection is so powerful that it's even beyond what the person can experience of that connection. Because all experience is always through a filter, through a net, through an instrument, as explained at length. So basically, Zu Ishtai is not just, okay, you have a house, you have a wife, you have a home, which is also a, a powerful idea. But there's a whole deeper understanding of which dimension of marriage and relationships he was addressing in terms of the bias, as we explained, what a bias is. And paradoxically, although a person doesn't buy a home every day, some people do, but most of us don't buy homes every day and every month and every year, it's something that just remains, it's enduring, together with the fact that it's physically remote from the person. It doesn't sit on your body and certainly doesn't get ingested in your body. You don't eat your home. You could eat yourself up over your house. But usually you don't eat your house and hopefully you don't ever have to eat yourself up over the house. There's a relationship between a person and a home that is permanent. A person who has a home is different than a person who doesn't have a home. That's a, It's true physically, it's true psychologically and emotionally. A home is not just... I have a dormitory. 
This one sleeps in a hotel and I have a home. So you have a bed. Of course, a home is also that, that you have a bed. <laughs> you have a place where you can go. But as they say in English, there's an expression, home is the place. What's the definition of home? Home is the place that when you knock on its door, they got to let you in. That's the definition of home. When you knock on the door, they just got to let you in. <laughs> you don't have to give a reason and a justification. What's tustada? What are you doing here? I go to somebody's house. How can I help you? That's the definition of home. And when somebody doesn't have that, the Gemara says in Yevamas, Samach Beis, Call, actually in the sugi of, of uh, Rebek, Talmidi Rebekiva, the Gemara says, they call, call me Shein Bayis, a person without karka, without a bias, Enoi Adam. Which one? Enoi Adam. You don't say a person without a meal one day is Nishkemench. Yeah, your stomach is going to hurt. <laughs> You'll eat tomorrow, Bezer Hashem. Obviously, if a person doesn't have food for a while, they can't survive. But <coughs> it's not Suras Adam. It's of need, I need to eat. In other words, having a home, even if I'm on a business trip for three months, having a home is something that gives, it gives a home to a deep, deep place. It's somehow rooted in the core of, a, of the human condition, of the human experience. What he calls here, not just pnimi, not just makif, but makif lamakif. You don't say that about a garment. Of course you need garments. You need garments. It's called, it's hot. Yeah. Of course you need mazen. But bias, I'm always, I always have a home. I don't, I'm not always wearing my clothes. (laughs) Sometimes you're not supposed to wear your clothes. You go into a mikveh with clothes, it's nishgut. The point is, you shouldn't be a chatzitza. Sometimes you, but even where, where somebody is, they still have a home. A home is not a place where I am physically. It's that too. It's a state of where the person is. And somebody who doesn't have such a place, somebody who doesn't have a place that when they come there, they have to let them in. Right? It's very, very, um, it's very, very, uh, painful. Not just in a conscious way. There's no, there's no net of safety. Yeah. People can have houses but no home. People have houses but no home, yeah. People have connections and no relationships. Yeah. You can buy a clock but not time. You can buy a house but not a home. Etc. That's why, I mean, and I think this is not a mistake, in education, sometimes people do this, and in my opinion at least, it's a pedagogical error. When a parent makes a child feel that their connection to the home is not stable, it's like, this house belongs to me, I could throw you out at any, even if they don't do it, I'm not talking about people who throw out people of their homes, that's like Kaima Lashayla. But the feeling that this is not the place where they have to let me in is uh, probably very, very uh, delegitimizing in a deep place beyond maybe even what the person knows. Because home touches a chord that is beyond the conscious. That's what it does. It touches a chord that is beyond the conscious. And that's why the Lashen is always the base Hakebeis parrots. Binyan bias be Israel. Yeah, of course, when you get married, you're going to build a home. And what if you rent for 30 years? What's a binyan adayad, right? Even when people give brachas, a bias be Israel, a bias neman be Israel. It's all around the word bias. Because it represents not just more external levels of a marriage and of children and of a home, but also 
the bias in terms of the broadest definition of bias that he's explaining here in the Shirish, what a bias really represents. Siv Gimel. And according to this, we can have some understanding of what the Pasuk says in Parshish Re'eh. Parshish Re'eh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, Kilei bosem ad ata, el ha-menucha ve'el ha-nachala. He speaks about the fact that until the Jewish people settled in Eretz Yisrael, in a permanent place, they divided the land, they conquered the land and they divided it. There was something called Bamois. Bamois means under certain circumstances, a person can build an altar in his backyard and offer various offerings. It's a sugi mesech tezvachim, known as the sugi of Bamois. A Bamois is a an elevated platform, like Bima, Bam, Bama, is an elevated platform. You can offer individual offerings in, 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 in the privacy of your space, and it was considered a carbon. However, this all changed. When the Mishkan was established in Shiloh, with some level of permanence, 369 years after the Jews entered into the land, the Mishkan was wandering. Gilgal, <coughs> excuse me. Besides Yerushalayim, the Mishkan was in Gilgal, in Noiv, in Givoin. But after the conquest and the division, the Mishkan took root. It uh, became permanent in Shiloh, which was Yosef's territory, for almost 400 years. That's a long amount of time. Then later, later, after David conquered Yerushalayim and he prepared the Harabayas, then Shlomo actually builds the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. And that's when Yerushalayim becomes the epicenter of of the Shechina, of the Beis HaMikdash, and then Bama is become forbidden forever. So the Chazal explain this all in the Pasuk in Re'eh. Kilei Basem. You could give different offerings in private places because you didn't come. El HaMenuchev El HaNachel. Says the Gemara, Mesech Tezvachim, it's Kofiotes, Tezvachim. Menuchev Zubinyin Shiloi. Menuchev refers to Shiloi, and Nachel refers to Yerushalayim. You didn't come yet to a state of menucha, tranquility in Shiloh, and you didn't come yet to the Nachala, which is like your eternal inheritance, which is Yerushalayim. He says, Chulin. So what's menucha? Menucha is called Shiloh. But here's the question, what is the real difference between the structure of the Mishkan and the structure of Shiloh? The Beis HaMikdash was of a different entity completely. But Shile is also called a Mishkan Shile. And the reason is its length, its width, and all of the details and the nuances was an exact replica of the Mishkan. That's how the Mishkan in Shile was. Nonetheless, the Mishkan is not called Menucha. On the contrary, it represents wandering. The Eyem is halach ba'oyel. It's like a temporary tent. First in the desert and then different places in Eretz Yisrael. Shiloh is called Menucha. He says, what happened? It's more or less the same thing, but there was one difference. The difference is, The only difference is in the Mishkan, the beams, the planks, which basically is the wall of the Mishkan, was built of Atzei Eres, cedar wood. Umitsupim Zav, and then they were plated with gold. When it came to the Binyan of Shiloi, 
the areas which are the tapestries that were on the roof of the Mishkan, He'll explain in a moment. It's an interesting thing that the one difference between um, between Shiloh and the Mishkan had to do with the roof. The roof was the difference. Everything else was mamash identical. In the Mishkan, the beams were made of Atzei Eres, and then you had, they were covered by the Yerias, by the tapestries, which went down and covered the beams on the different sides of the Mishkan. And there were different layers of Yerias, of coverings, that were all made of animal hide. You had Yeriasism of goats, and you had of rams, and you had of uh You had layers of Yerias from animal hide. It was beautiful, it was colorful, and it was an artistic piece of work. In Shiloh, everything was the same, besides the roof was made of Avonim. They made the roof of stones, which later in the Beis HaMikdash, that was the case, but in the Beis HaMikdash, everything was made of stone. That's just the roof was different. I'm sure it had a lot. I'm sure it had a lot. But the difference was in the roof. The roof they built from Avonim. Everything else was the same. When the Mishkan, the roof wasn't from Avonim, there was no roof, there was Urias. In the Besamikdash, the walls were also stone. You can go today and see what it looks like. You see the types of stones that were used. Well, we see mostly is Bayashani, but you also have the excavations, racks and bayashani. The whole structure was stone, stone, stone. The walls from stone, the earth from stone, the, the ground from stone, the roof from stone. There were two parts in the Besamikdash, of course. There was what's called the Chatzah, the courtyard, that didn't have a roof. It just had a wall. And then you had the Heichel, which he's focusing on, which is the inner sanctuary. And of course, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, all part of the Heichel. That's where the Menorah was, the Shulchan was, the Mizbeh Chazov, in the Beis HaMikdash, was all stone. The roof and the walls, like a house that's a base Chayma, a house that's built of stone, top, sides, bottom, etc. The Mishkan, in the in the Midbar, and the different places in Eretz Yisrael, were no stones, Bechlal. The earth was made of earth, just natural earth, and the walls were made of wood, as he says, and the Ureas were made of animal hide. The Shiloi was a um, hybrid, a hybrid. Instead of using the Ureas, everything was the same, but they brought in stones in the roof. So that's a sheet was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, is a Shiloh. This is the case. What's more expensive? What's more beautiful? The walls, the walls in Shiloh were made of wood. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost sure, yeah. <laughs> so, so, what? Right. That, you mean hold up the roof? Hold up the roof, right? Yeah. So, he asks a Shaila. So, he asks a Shaila. You can't compare the richness and the beauty and the colorfulness and the value of the Kroshim and the Ureas to a roof of stone. It's a whole different, I mean, when you read about the Ureas, it was extremely precious and beautiful. Why is Shiloh then called Menucha, and uh, Mishka never called Menucha? 
Hatam Kniskalail. The reason is Kiavonim Shahubchinis Doim Mamish Zvachim Davkufiud Ches Amar Aleph. We'll give it. I'll quote you just you'll get the full picture of what he's saying. <coughs> the Mishnah says in Zvachim, it starts with a Mishnah, Zvachim Kufiud Beis. Before the Mishkan was put up, all the bombers were mutter. People would offer in their backyards. Who did the Avoida? The firstborn in your family. The Pchayrus. Once the Mishkan was put up, no more bombers, and the Kayanim took over. And you have to eat Karbanas, either within the Mishkan or within where the Jews lived. This is in the desert. They come to a place called Gilgal. They put up the Mishkan. This is a temporary. So the bombers are still mutter. And the karbonas that you bring in the Mishkan, you eat over there. And the Kachim Kalim, they can eat anywhere. The Kachim Kadashim in the Mishkan, Kachim Kalim in it. Bowl is Shiloi. Nesru Habamas. The Bamas become Asr. Vilay Haya Sham Tikra. Okay, this is the word. And there was no roof there. He says, what says there was no roof there? There was no roof. So he says, I got confused. Elabase Avonim Bilvad Milmaton. Vahirius Milmailam. It wasn't the regular roof like they had in the Mishkan. It was a base Avonim Milmaton. And Yirius Milmailan. So, unlike the Mishkan, which it seems like the Kroshim were made from Atse Erez and the roof was Yirius, the way it was in Shiloh is they didn't have the regular roof that they had in the Mishkan. Nor did they even have a roof of wood. What did they have? They had a base avonim milmaton and the yirias were milmailon. So it seems like the walls were made of avonim. I stand corrected. And the yirias were on top. And that became menucha. That became menucha. And kotche kadashim you eat inside. And kotchem kalim you eat bechol haraya wherever you could see the mishkan. Then they came to noiv and given. Again the bamas amutter. You can eat kachim kalim wherever Jews live, and then they come to Yerushalayim, Nesru Habamas, Vihi Hoysa Nachala, and that's called Nachala. Ah, right. The roof was exactly like the Mishkan, it was Yerias, and the Yerias were draped down over rock walls. That's, that's what happened. I stand corrected. I confused the two. Ah? Tikriya? Yerias went over a beam, says, Tikra. So Rashi says, Gag shall nisarim. There was no roof made of, of wood, planks, or, or uh, rafters, yeah. The Mishkan just had Urias. But the Mishkan, Bechlal didn't have any stone. No, no, but the Mishkan had a the, the, the roof of the Mishkan was the same as the roof of the of Shia. Yes, the Urias were identical. The difference is the walls. What had beams? The Mishkan? Yeah, they, had, they spread out wood, and then they had Urias on top of it. No, they didn't. There were no beams. The Urias went from one side of the Mishkan all the way to the other. They attached all the Urias like a, like a blanket. It was a blanket. Right. No cross beams, no. The Mishkan had standing beams, and then the Urias, they attached all the Urias. So it was like a bl- long blanket that you spread over all the way down the length. It covered the width, and then it draped down on the sides. Eight Amis, nine Amis, ten Amis, Lebedic. In Parshas Trum. Says the Gemara Menanamili, how do you know all this? So the Biochin said Azai. Interesting. One Pasik says, 
This is Vachim Daf Kofiyat Ches. One Pasuk says, Vatviyehu Beis Hashem Shiloi. Chana brought her son Shmuel to the house of Hashem in Shiloi. Kasev Echadaimer Vayitoish Es Mishkan Shiloi. He abandoned the Mishkan of Shiloi. No. Is it a bias or is it a mishkan? It was both. If you looked at the walls, it was a hope. If you looked at the roof, it was an oil, it was a mishkan. That reconciles the contradictions in Tanakh, how Shiloh is referred to. Got it? Okay. Frag the Balatanya, Yiris are beautiful. But what's more expensive? The Krushim that were made of Atse Erez, plated with gold, or Avonim? Says, obviously, this is much more expensive. And yet the Mishkan is not called Nat Menucha, and Shiloh is erst called Menucha. The Yiris were talking the same. But in terms of the building of the walls, Fakert. Much more dazzling and expensive and aristocratic and royal, the way the walls looked in the Mishkan versus the way the walls looked in Shiloh. And yet Shiloh is called Menucha. It's called place of tranquility. It's called Abayis, much more than the Mishkan. Even though it seems like the structure of the Mishkan was far more regal, aristocratic, expensive, dazzling, beautiful, glittering, the glitter of the of the beams of the Mishkan transcended quite dramatically the lack of glitter in the Shiloh. But Shiloh is called the bias, it's called the Menucha. And the real question, of course, behind this question is, why this difference? Why this like intermediary stage? Like, if you're doing the Mishkan, do the Mishkan. Just do a replica. Why? The roof you're leaving like the Mishkan. Only by the Besamikdash you're going to change that. And yet the walls you're already changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wood was plated with gold. Here with stones. No, just stones. Just stones. Not plated. Okay, that's the vart. The falamal cooking in a vainik. That's the lesson. Huh? The Mishkan would appear much more glorious. The Mishkan would appear much more glorious. The Mishkan is always called an oihel. Oihel moyed, which is like a tent. And the, the shiloi is sometimes called a bias. It has this dual character. And it's called, the main thing is vihi hoysa that's when the Jewish people come to their menucha, their rest. So he's saying the menucha, you see from the Gemara, it's not only menucha because they were there for so many years. It's not an issue of years. The Gemara says, after it describes the structure, not how long. Even if Shili would have been a year. It's not how long they were there. The Gemara says, it was built like this, and therefore, menucha. See, the Balatanya wants to understand why is this called menucha. The reason is, it comes back to this whole thing. Let's remember, the walls of the Mishkan are built of wood, cedar wood. That's Tzimeach, that's part of the world of botany. The roof is made of ureus, which come from animal hide, which is part of the world of Chai. Avonim rocks in the hierarchy of existence of the, of the world, of the planet, is daimem mamish. Daimem mamish means mamish silent, which means um, inor, it's called inorganic material, lifeless from a visible perspective. It's the, lowest, it's the lowest form of life because there's no display of life. 
you have the human being, yeah, you have the animal kingdom with his tremendous life, you have the world of botany with his also tremendous life, even though there's no movement and not a display of emotions, but there's growth, there's life, there's a life force, there's a vitality, a tree is alive, you can look at it and you'll see, it, it's, it's full of life, and uh, it has its own organism and system of life. When you look at a rock, a doimim, at the surface, it's doimim, it's, it's silent. Silent means there's no growth, there's no motion, there's no movement, there's no consciousness on any level, even on the most basic level of vitality that you see in a, in a shrub, in a bush, in grass, in a tree. Certainly not like an animal. It's doimim mamash. Nonetheless, the lowest dimension, but like everything that comes down to the lowest place, it's rooted in the highest place, which is makif de makif, the makif, which is even makif relative to makif. Cedar wood, is the world of tzemeach, of growth. The cedar grows. The shorish of tzemeach, which most garments were also made out of tzemeach, not from rocks. Most garments they would make out of pishton, linen, or cotton, or other things that grew. So that's levushim. So the shorish is not makif lemakif, the shorish is makif. That's why shile had, it's called menucha. Shahayabinyin avonim. Because here, for the first time, there was a structure made of wool, 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 stone. There was no wood protruding. So for the first time in Shiloh, you had a hashra, you had an indwelling, an energy of makif, of makif that came into Shiloh. that is why the Rambam and the Sefer HaChinuch, when the Pasuk says in Shoftim, You're not allowed to plant for yourself an Asherah. An Asherah was a tree that was used for idolatry, but then he says, Any tree near the Mizbeach. So the Rambam learns from here, Allah, that when they built the Beis HaMikdash, you were not allowed to have any protruding wood. You could not see in the structure anywhere a piece of wood, a plank of wood, a rafter of wood, a beam of wood, any component. It's boilet. It was an iser. And if you do it, it transgresses this prohibition. They did put, they submerged. In other words, they hid in the roofs. There were different pieces of wood that they needed for support, but completely hidden and concealed. When you walked in, what did you see? Stone, 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 stone on top, stone on the right, stone on the left, north, south, east, west, top, bottom, you saw Avonim. In the Tikris, in the roofs, they put in, they put in beams. Why? 
because the structure that was visible had to be only from Avonim. In Shiloh, you had an intermediary. The roof was not Avonim, it was Chai, Ereus. But the, the, the walls were Avonim. And there's a big difference between it being protruded and it being submerged. For Lachain, this will explain a very, very interesting phenomenon in history. Abu Razal the Gemara says, Al Kodesh Shehechmetz. The Gemara says that King Cyrus became sour, he became chametz, meaning he, um, yeah, he lost, he lost his spiritual compass. Why? What happened? Kedesh, you mean. Kedesh with a chaf. Kitsiva Lassois, you know why? When they were building the second base Hamikdash, the Persian king Cyrus said that they should make Azai. Tlosa the Evan. Three rows should be of marble. Vichad the And then one row of wood. Three rows of marble. One row of wood. Three rows of marble stone. One of wood. The Gemara says this in Meseches Rosh Hashanah. Dav Gimel, Dav Dalet. Kairish, whose name is also Daryovish. The Persian heir to the throne of Achashverish. The word Kairish, the Gemara says, wasn't his real name. Kairish actually comes from the word Kasher. Because the Jews loved him so much, they called him Kairish, the Kasher king. And the Gemara there sees an inconsistency. Sometimes he's counted as a Jewish king in our scriptures, and then sometimes, no. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Kan Kaidim Shechmetz, Kan Cyrus or Dayavish went through two stages before he became Chametz and after he became Chametz. Chametz is Chametz, vinegar, and before he got ruined. So the Moses says, Where do you see he got ruined? Because he writes a letter in the book of Sefer Ezra, he writes a letter to the Jews and he says, The way you should build it is three, three rows of Evan Galal, which is marble, and then one of wood. Three of marble, one of wood. The whole, the whole, all the walls of the Beis Hamikdash, the entire structure of the Beis Hamikdash, the exterior structure. And he said, and all the expenses come from me or from the palace. I'll pay for everything. What's that? What's uh, so the uh, so the Gemara says the Shlomo did the same thing. If you read Malachim, he also built the Beis Hamikdash. He also said three rows of stone and then one row of arazim of, of cedar wood. So the Gemara says it was much different by Shlomo goes through different differences between his structure in the first Beis HaMikdash and Cyrus' structure in the second Beis HaMikdash. And one of the key differences is that uh, Shleimah, all the wood was submerged inside. You couldn't see it. Inside, he wanted a row of wood for support. Kairish wanted it on the outside. So the Balatanya says, V'zeh Aser Kanal. This is prohibited. To have a protruding, protruding lumber, protruding tree. Why? When it's inside, it represents pnimi. What is pnimi? Pnimi goes inside. That's submerged. That could be, that could be eight. That I don't care. But what's on the outside? That's the makif. Makif is on the outside. That has to be only from Avonim. In the Mishkanat, the Besamikdash only Avonim. And in Shiloh, it was already a beginning of it. And therefore it's called Menucha.
This is already the beginning of a home. This is already a bias. It's Makif Harachik. Kudat the Tavona. Oh, oh, oh. So if you look in the Gemara there, the Gemara says, this is deep. Why did he put it with, why did he want a row of wood? So the Gemara says that there was a sinister motive here. He was being so generous. He, he paid for the whole thing. <laughs> he thought to himself, Imardu bi Yehudai, if the Jews will rebel against me, I'll be able to burn it much easier. <laughs> that was his cheshman. I'll be able to burn it. Because stone, go, go handle with stone. It's, it's hard to demolish. The eights, you light a fire. And every fourth row, you have eights. I'll be able to destroy it much easier. That was his whole machshava. In other words, at the surface, it looked like a beautiful, stunning design. Right? But the pnimius, that was only on a makif level. But really, he probably wanted to burn it down. So he's investing in it, but he's also already preparing for the destruction. Huh? Indian giver. An Indian giver, yeah. So that's what the Gemara says. What about Shloime? He did the same thing. Because the Gemara says that no, Shloime had the wood only on top. Shloime covered the wood with plaster, with seed. Number three, Shloime shake bebinyana. It wasn't even on the outside, it was submerged in the binyan. All different. By Kurdish, the wood was, was, was protruding. But what does, what, what does all this mean? It says, this is the Pshat. It says, Atse shitim oimdim. And Pashas Truma. You should make Atse shitim. Cedar wood, oimdim. They should stand. And they became the beams. Or the Pasuk calls this, Kroshim oimdim. So Chazal say on the Pasuk, Atse shitim oimdim, Kroshim oimdim, that it's Shrofim oimdim. <laughs> There's a Pasuk in Yecheskel, the Shrofim oimdim imaloi, the angelic beings called Shrofim are also standing. The Medrash compares the two. Oimdim oimdim. What's the connection here? It's wood, beams. Here you're talking about Shrofim. So he says, we say in the morning that the, the Malachim, and they sanctify Shem, they say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Who is that? The Srofim. Which are other categories of Malachim, with a tremendous rash, with a tremendous um, emotion and commotion. They lift themselves up to the Srofim, and they scream, they declare, they exclaim, Baruch Kved Hashem Em Kaim. says, Vahainu, this all represents Psuki de Zimra at Krishma. The whole avoid from Psuki de Zimra, which is from the beginning of Davening, which is Psuki de Zimra, Haidu Baruch Shamar, all the way till Kriyashma. Hu Pchines Atse Shittim Oimdim. It's all... The Medrash does it. Oimdim, oimdim, ma'isa atzishitim siraf. It's 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 deep stuff. The whole avoid of davening till Krishna is the avoid of atzishitim oimdim, which is sirafim oimdim. What does this mean? Hupchines tzaymeach represents the state of tzaymeach, the world of growth of produce of botany. Kinmushin is barallel. V'chayis hakodesh biraj gadol. 
This is what creates the Raj Gadol, the tremendous commotion. The Raj, why? Because they so sense the yeshes of the world, the vanity, the egotism, the separateness of the world. When they their hair, when they apprehend, when they get the bittel of the world, and they appreciate something of. So what happens? When the Fanim and the Chayis HaKadosh sense something of the Bittl, they, they, they are in ecstasy. The Srofim don't experience the Yesh like the Fanim. So they stand, it says, They stand above. Above the Shechina. This is all till Krishma, which is all referring to the world of Tzimeach. The difference is, Surafim or Chayas HaKadosh and Eifanim. Two types. Aval Haramach, Tevin Krishma. Once you come to Krishma, the 248 words of Kriyashma, Nikra, Ramach Avonim. They're called 248 rocks, stones. Avonim is Yaakov Avinu takes from the stones of the place, what's Pshat? Ramach Tevin When Yaakov took the stones to sleep on them, he was picking up the 248 words of Krishna. Pchinis Malchus, which are also identified as Malchus letters, which is the lowest level. He places it by his head. Doesn't say under his head. Actually means above his head. Because the source of Avonim is even higher than his mind and his head. It's beyond his head. Because Moichin represents the Erpnimi. And the Avonim is rooted in the Makif Lamakif. Vizel, that's what it says, Vayasim Oisim Matseva. When he wakes up in the morning, he takes the rock. And he makes it a Matseva. Vayitzik Shem, and then he pours oil over it. Shemitchila, who rak Nekuda Tachasayisait. Initially, the Evan is only a Nekuda, a point. A seminal point, which is under Yisait. Malchus is under Yisait. The Yaakov Herima. Yaakov lifts it up, Vasa Matseva, turns it into a Matseva, which is like a, a monument. And he pours oil over it. He pours over it. Which means a higher intelligence, a higher wisdom, which is known as oil. Oil is called Shemen Mishchas Kaidish, which defines the highest wisdom, Chachma. Vizel, and this is the meaning of Evan Masu Abainim Aisalarishpina. In Halal, we say, David says, the stone that the builders rejected became the cornerstone. Evan. There was a rock. Masu Abainim, the builders disregarded it. They said it's a garnished. 
that Evan became Rosh Pina. Rosh Pina means they didn't only go to the top, it became the cornerstone of the edifice. That rock that they were moss to, they were repulsed by it. They said, Das is a garnished. What's Pshat? Shepchinis Malchus, Nikrepchinis Evan. Malchus is a stone. Pchinis Doimim, it's lifeless. Pchinis Oisius, it's letters. It says in Sefi Yitzira, Shteyavonim Chuli. Two rocks. Two rocks is two letters. Yeah, build two homes. A rock in Kabbalah is a, is a metaphor for a letter. Why? Just like letters together. You bring letters together. How do you build a home? You take many rocks and you bring them together. You create rows of rocks and you have a home, rows of stones. What are Isis? An Aleph itself on itself won't do anything. But you bring an Aleph and a base together, and suddenly you have two homes, Av and Ba, a father and he came. A word is made up of different stones, of different letters. And you have longer words, and then the letters become words, and the words become sentences, part of sentences, and the sentences become part of paragraphs, part of chapters, and part of a book. So that's like assembling together the stones to build magnificent edifices. You can have a small one, you can have a large one. But the ice itself is called an event. Malchus is the lowest of all the ten. Just like Doimim is the lowest from all the four elements. And this Evan that everyone disregards became the cornerstone. Because the source of the Doimim is higher than all the ten spheres. It's Kesser Elyon, the highest level of Kesser. The Evan that Words. Words. Well, the letters become one. They become a house. Takes many avonim and turns it into one. So what's the structure? He started off with the shiloi, why it's called menucha, because there was an element of avonim. And that made all the difference, where the mishkan did not have that. And that's why in the Beis HaMikdash you can't have any eights. You need dafka avonim. And this was the b- bigger mistake of Kurdish that proved to Chazal that Hechmetz, because he wanted wood in addition to Avonim, and this meant he wanted a different type of home, different type of home. He wasn't ready for the real bias. He didn't want the real bias. And that's why the Atzei Shittim are associated with the Malachim, Srofim, or Efanim, and that's all Tilkri Yashma. Because till Kriyashma, you're still not in a place of bias. You're in a place of Atseshitim. The question is, if it's on a co- level of consciousness of Srofim, or a level of consciousness of Eifanim and Chayis HaKadosh, who have this tremendous rash, which the Srofim don't have. But that's all Atseshitim Oimdim. Srofim Oimdim. Once you hit Krishma, it's Vayikach Me'avne Hamokim, it's the Indian of Avonim. You go to the place of Doimim, Oisius. That's what happened with Yaakov. He took the Avonim, Vayasim, he understood it's even higher than his head. And from the beginning, it's only Avonim. He pours oil on it and becomes a Matseva. 
He lifts it up to its true source, which is Evan Masuaboinimhaisalaroshpina. The stone that you want to reject because it's nothing, it's meaningless, really becomes the cornerstone. That which everybody, you know, sometimes that person that everybody looks at and says, you know, sometimes in yeshiva you have that classmate, and everybody said, from you, you, and then hoysele roishpina. Yeah? In, me, in the media, in the news, sometimes there's a little, little story, nobody notices it. Editors of newspapers, they get hundreds and thousands of stories, they have to decide where to place a story. It's very important in newspaper work, where you put a story. Is it the front page and front page? Is it on top of the front page, on the bottom, on the right, on the left? How many columns do you give it? What font the headline is? I don't know if you know these things, but if you look at a newspaper, tremendous amount of thought goes into the font, the type, which side of the front page, especially papers that set standards, you know, papers of record that send, it's a whole art. Sometimes an editor gets a, and the editor decides all these things. The editor in chief, editor gets a story. He says, page thirteen on the bottom, on the left, in a little box, and the font it could be eleven. Doesn't even have to be twelve. It could be eleven. It's fine. In other words, for the really bored souls, after they finish cross cross crossword puzzles, right, and they play bridge and drink gin, and then they go back to the newspaper a second time in the evening before they fall asleep. They're going to find that story. It's basically that story, yeah? This is called Evan Masu Habaynim. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly you discover This is the most, in history, this sometimes becomes, people don't know, So it exists on many levels. David HaMelech was saying this about himself. We're going to see. When he was a boy, he was uh, worthless. They looked at him as a mamza, we will soon see. A misfit completely. Muzar ha'yisi le'echoi v'nachri livnei imi. Right? Ha'yisi le'echoi became David Malach Yisrael Chai V'kaya. But we have to be is the whole real Nakuda here. It all has to do with the doimim of Malchus, with the with the bias. But this needs some explanation, so Be'ezer Hashem will uh, leave this for tomorrow. I know that it's uh, it's a lot of stuff and it doesn't seem to be understood, but... That's true also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Torah, many fundamental things which are hidden away in the little corner somewhere. I can describe the mind. The mind is correct. Oh, yeah. Evan Masu Aboinim Hoysel Rajpinah. Evan, the diuk is Evan. The doimim, nobody looks at. Okay, but masbe zayim, be'ezer Hashem, we'll try to be at masbe. Ah, very cryptic, yeah. I know, very cryptic, yeah. I, I saw in Yerushalayim, in the dug out the coin, which uh, dated to the time of Dariyosh, and it says in the coin, Yehud. So, Interesting. So on the coin of Daryavish, it said Yehud. Yeah. So the Gemara says that there was a time that they considered him Mamish, one of the Jews, to the point that they counted, they treated him like a Melech Yisrael. So some argue that it was Esther's son. If it was Esther's son, so then halachically he would have been a Jew. 
I mean, not culturally, he grew up in the Persian palace, but historically, I mean, biologically, so to speak, he would have been a Jew. So, Rabbi, a leader, God, it's just not a leader, has to put up, up a front on the rock, but inside has to be like wood, soft and growing. Is that possible? That's what it's all in today? Um, the was built, the rock's outside, the wood inside. Maybe. So our our house is mainly temporal, right? Because it made out of wood. Wood. It's Why did they make why did they soak them for some they didn't have Yerushalayim yet. It belonged to the Yavusim. It had to be. The Yavusim, they could not conquer. They couldn't defeat them. Only David managed to get them. That was, the, that was really the plan. They didn't have that ability yet. Yeah, there's a posik that the Yavusi who lived in Yerushalayim, they couldn't get them. They couldn't conquer it, it remained. And then David HaMelech got it, and he bought of the Harabayas, he also bought the Harabayas, and then he could prepare the plans for the Mesa Mikdash. It's interesting. That in the whole Chumash, Yerushalayim is not mentioned. In Parsha today, he keeps on saying, You're going to come to Makim Ashayifcha Hashem, the place that Hashem will choose the whole time. When you come to the place Ashayifcha Hashem, which they understood as Yerushalayim. Yeah. Once, almost. Malki Tzedek Melech Sholem. Malki Tzedek, the king of Sholem, which Chazal say refers to Yerushalayim. Avram called it, Vayikra Avram Shema Mokamahu Hashem Yira. And Shem called it Sholem. They put together Yira Sholem, Yerushalayim. But there's no mention of Yerushalayim in the whole Chumash. Yeah. It says many times, when you come to the place that Hashem chooses over there, you'll, uh, Parsha Sirei. Hashem, right? We say also by Always the place he's going to choose. He's going to choose a place, but he never says which place. Ever. In Tanakh, yeah, and in Evim, so of course, David turned Yerushalayim into the capital of the Jewish people. But in Chumash, he speaks about a place. Rashi and Chazal say it's Yerushalayim, the place, the place that he's going to choose, but doesn't say the place. It's interesting. Tapella, the the Maral of Prague has a brother. He had a brother. He has a sefer called Sefer Hachayim, the Book of Life. So he says over there, the Torah was trying to say that wherever a Jew serves Hashem is a Yerushalayim, is a Makam Ashayifcha. He especially doesn't say the place because there is the physical Yerushalayim, but the spiritual Yerushalayim is not geographic. It's not a geographical location. Huh? 
Yeah, wherever, wherever a Jew connects to God, he's in Yerushalayim. Hafla de Kavart. Torah will not give a place. Because it wants to tell you, don't think, if I give you a name, oh, you go there, that's where it is. Yeah, on a physical level, they went there, and that was the place. And you couldn't build a Beis Amikdash in Monsi. It was Beis Chanya, you weren't allowed to. But the Torah especially doesn't give a place to say that the place that he chooses is not geographical. Yerushalayim's geography became also spiritual. But in Teichin, wherever a Jew connects to the Shechina, that's Yerushalayim. So how, it's a mighty dekevart. In other words, that the Jewish, no, the point is, every nation in the world has a capital. Every nation in the world has an epicenter. This is a physical, a physical capital. This is where the glory of the nation comes out. The structures that, you go to Egypt, yeah, you go to Greece, yeah, you go to, you go to our, to Washington. The monuments, the monuments, the structures, you know, White House, it's, this is it. You take that away, that's why 9-11, they wanted to bomb the Pentagon. They didn't only want to kill people. They also, they wanted to destroy the moral. So the, so the Twin Towers represented the financial uh, power of, of America, and the Pentagon represented the military might of America. And together... You kill two birds with one stone to destroy it, to, 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 you know, to cut down the soul of America. So every, that's what, that's how every nation, that's how it works. You have a country and the country has an epicenter, the capital, and there's those structures that represent its essence. And the Jews had it too. Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, the Beis Hamikdash. The Beis Hamikdash, you had the place of the Sanhedrin. You had Ir David, right, nearby, David Amalek, the king. I mean, that was the place. That was the place to hang out. Ali Regal, Shalash Regalim. This was the place. This was the hub. Maiser Shani. You had to go to Yerushalayim. All these things. But what should have now been the natural evolution of history when all these buildings were completely decimated? Jews were expelled or massacred. No, what should have been? What should have been the next stage? The next stage should have been, thank you disintegration, right? Resignation and assimilation. Where, where's the Roman Empire today? <laughs> There's no Roman Empire. There. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, where is the nation called, the nation that represented ancient Rome? <laughs> when, when Rome fell, the people assimilated, became part of different cultures. Where's the Byzantine Empire? Byzantine. Where's the Assyrian Empire? Babylonian Empire. Greek Empire. Ancient Egyptian Persian Empire. Where are they all? The answer is you can go to Greece, you can go to Egypt, you can see the pyramids, you could see the mummified, uh, mummified pharaohs, were a major, I mean, it's, it's incredible in terms of history, but you're looking at dead realities. So that should have happened to the Jewish people. That's how it works. Because of that, the Torah doesn't mention the word Yerushalayim. Don't think, don't think that when the building gets destroyed and goes up in flames, right? It's kaput. You don't have a land. You don't have a capital. You don't have a center. What, what do you expect? The center by the Jewish people became Makam Hashem. 
So a Jew in Varsha, a Jew in Budapest, a Jew in Johannesburg, in Sydney, or Monsi, <laughs> right? Is Gizetzim et or Metachumish, whatever it is. That was Makam Ashiyev Chasha. It was all there. It's a half of Kenyan. In other words, he made sure that the connection, the epicenter of Jewish life should not be limited to a geographical location because then they would not be able to survive expulsion and exile. No nation does. It's, it's, it's a normal thing. It's not every nation. That's what happens. You're out of your place. How long can you be a refugee? You have to integrate. People don't realize this. Jews don't realize their own history, what happened. It didn't happen by mistake. It was, it was, it was, it was very strategic. So that's the Vart. So that's why he doesn't mention Yerushalayim in the whole Chumash. And where is that place? On one level it's Yerushalayim, but at other times, wherever a Jew is and he connects with the Shechina, that's the Yerushalayim. That, that's this. So a Jew came home, a Jew in Sosnovitz, or in Krakow, or in Lodz, or in Lublin, or in Lancet. He came home, he worked hard all day, he came home, and then he went to the Beis Medrash, and he opened up an Ein Yaakov, or a Shulchan Aruch, or a Chumash, whatever it is. And he was learning, where was he? In Eitz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, in the Beis HaMikdash. He was there. That's, that's where our field is supposed to be. Because we yeah. take three steps back, so three steps forward. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he mentioned every day, in other words, it wasn't divorced from the geography, but it was bringing that place into wherever he or she was. That's an incredible accomplishment. They were there. The Me'iri says in Ksuvis, a place where there's turning your Shemayim is like Eretz Yisrael. There was a year who wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael, so he went to the Tzamech Tzadik. Tzamech Tzadik told him, Machda Eretz Yisrael. Your avoid is Tzamechda Eretz Yisrael. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.